Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. All right, Alice. Let's just say the big news. Somebody hit their milestone today at a week and one eighty eight loss. The big mm-hmm. weigh in, and somebody has moved on, Alice, to uh, an entire other arena. And that person is Thomas Shattuck, <laughs> who's, who's at a nice even number of a few hundred pounds. Alice down from around a few hundred and fifty pounds. Good job, honey. Congratulations. Thank you. I lost 5.6 pounds over the last week. Mm-hmm. Something really kicked in. Something really You're down like 45 pounds altogether, right? A little bit more. Okay. Bit more. Just about 45, I think. Right. I'm down. I like to say I'm down twice as many pounds as you're down. Yes, true. Correct. That's true. I only lost 23 pounds, so, so they kicked me out now because yeah, I was way, doing your, so your, badly. Your after picture doesn't look doesn't nearly do you justice. Doesn't nearly do you justice. You can take some extra after pictures later. If you I want, intend honey. to. Okay. Um, all right. And congr- congratulations, Alice, for um, for inheriting <laughs> the great Trini Kuznerik Kirk Minahan impersonation. I hear that that's I, a great honor. Actually, it is. I am absolutely <laughs> touched and <laughs> and humbled and honored. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is great because you know a lot of us remember when he used to do that voice. She was an unbearable, unbearable personality. Oh God, she was so terrible, and she was totally self-absorbed. She's the one. She's the one who she wanted to know you to know what a really good person she was. So she, right, she's the one who um, who w- tweeted like I'm on an airplane with my nephew, and the pilot just got over the intercom and he's called. And he said, "Hi, I'm your pilot. M- m- pilot, my name is Muhammad Ali." And she said, "Yay! Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee." You know, like like the mm-hmm. other Muhammad. Yeah. But really, she was just showing us how cool she was with a Muslim flying the airplane because she was so not Islamophobic because of 9/11. Unlike you know the brutes and and uh, you know evil conservatives. But that was like very <laughs> typical. 
she works. She's terrible, actually. She works uh, for NBC Boston, I think, or somewhere. I don't know. But but she she did other things like that too. She's the, also the one who like I forgot what was happening at West Point when Trump showed up a couple of years ago, um, and the soldiers like did something when Trump showed up. There was pro Trump and and she was like that is awful awful. These people are they're carrying weapons and and, and they're pro Trump. That means that they you know want whatever. It was just like it was stupid dumb and. It was it, almost everything she does when she uses she has she's got a small brain so when she uses her brain, it's 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 whatever. She doesn't know who to be anyway. But his takeoff on her was totally so self-absorbed, and I like it. Although you're not well, you've become self-absorbed since you become famous in the in the universe. I don't know that that's exactly. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got a hit of the uncut stuff uh, about a week ago, and certainly it has become a bigger part of your world. I mean, I mean, as far as the recreational world can be, obviously we've got kids and full-time jobs and not yeah, much time. Exactly. But I would say that, oh, oh, yes. Oh, you should have seen Alice today. Speaking <laughs> of, and you should do this, if I could do it, the voice. What? I forget how, how the voice goes. How does, how does it sound? I don't know. It's on Twitter. You can play it yeah. if you want to. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, they asked Alice today at Wake 180 Weight Loss, considering she's kind of done with her weight loss part of it. They asked her if they could... Um, <laughs> if she could sign a release so that they can use the photos, they can use the photos in commercials and her likeness, etc. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you the self-importance <laughs> when she pretended to look it over for a second and signed it. I've never seen somebody so ready to sign that in a moment. But um, yeah, let me see if I can find it. I was on. I was just looking at it before. I get the feeling that Alice, you you just so happen to be able to pull it up quickly. I don't have it to pull up quickly. I'm asking you to pull it up. <laughs> you heard you guys on Patreon heard me yelling to my kids. I'm trying to get them to eat a McRib that we got, and none of them are touching it. Yeah, like, what I took them to McDonald's after the dentist because that's like the reward for being good at the dentist is that they get to get McDonald's and. They had the McRib back on the menu, and it's supposed to be the last time. I don't believe that for a second because they brought it back approximately six thousand. You've been McLied to before. Exactly, it's been the last time to get the McRib a few times in my adult life. So anyway, so I asked them if they wanted to try it, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we want to try it." And I was like, "I'm just getting one though because I don't know if you guys will like it, and you can each like have a bite and see what you think." You know, I. We'll see. But well, so he's I got swear one. On this None one. of them have touched it. I never wanted it. Hmm? I never wanted okay. Well, no one wanted the McRib. I can't believe it. So that's a waste. And I'm not eating that because I can't now get fat again. That would be problematic. So, you know, the McRib is staying where it is. Nobody in the house can eat it. That is a damn shame. Why don't you whack it out? I can't eat that. Why? Just make yourself throw up. That's what you. No. It's, it's time for team no, bulimia. I can't you. get fat. I can't post weight loss pictures to the Minifans and then get fat again. That's not gonna fly. Team bulimia. No. Yes. Just make yourself throw up. Morgan says the McRib is gross. That's not true. I always I, love the McRib. So I'm gonna say with. I'm not gonna say it's gross. 
but it never really did much for me ever. My brother was a McRib guy, definitely. I mean, it's very sweet. I would. I don't. Really... I mean, I think it's a nostalgia thing for me because it was only really around when I was a kid, and then it disappeared until I was like in my early twenties, and so then that was like so exciting. 15, I really 70. liked. This is definitely. <laughs> in to to sit with him. He didn't ask me, and either let the record show. Hold on. Uh, I mean, I dare no. This is Kirk. <laughs> Uh, impersonating Alice, and so far it's dead on. <laughs> it's exactly what I sound like. I why think. not? I can't imagine why. Why? why yeah. It sounds like such a limited conversation. Why wouldn't I have, have a conversation? I think one time a guy died, and then he came back to life, and his dad was dead, and his mom got knocked up without even fing anybody. Oh, come on, I really on. think that would happen. Yeah. My husband is going to make Connecticut a grand. Jesus, that is ter- terrible. So, this is Kirk making fun of Alice's uh, if feats vocal burn uh, suburban white girl voice. Just made fun of her religion. There you go, Alice. And then. Uh, <laughs> and then. Um, it is going on, it is going to me now. My husband is going to make Connecticut a grand pal. A great what? The greatest place on earth, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, find a cross and f- I mean, Jesus. really. Jesus. God clean up, almighty. Clean up this one a lot. She was very good in the show and I enjoyed it. What are we doing here? Yeah. Why does everybody have to do this? Why? God damn it. Why? 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 Now, Why? Why? I suspect you may know what's coming, but I haven't heard a criticism yet. <laughs> what are you does, he, does he need to? <laughs> do, you, do, like, do, you, do you disagree? I just think like the... Why is it like Kirk was great to me, Dave was great to me, it was a great experience. Nuance. I don't think there should be any nuance, it was just it was a great experience. None! Yes. Yeah. Zero! Right. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. No? I agree. Go ahead. But, you know, it was fun to do it, certainly. And like I said, like I have a, a really big appreciation for what Kirk has done. Right, hold on. And okay, well, now, now, now. I mean, it took a while. But it was, <laughs> I it, told it, you, if you just wait. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Like my man Dawson, I don't want to wait, okay? <laughs> like, let's get moving here. Jesus. My man Dawson, do you get that? No. It's the theme song to Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait for my Oh, mom. yeah, yeah. All right, so Alice, here's the thing now. Okay. We've got a situation. This is the, the, the energy now is very important. Okay. Because he's going to like having his trendy voice back mm-hmm. and to be able to use it. Yes. The problem is, here's the challenge. And he's going to like it. The Minifans are going to like to hear it, too. Mm-hmm. And they already have. They're like, I brought them this gift. Okay. <laughs> the problem is... Uh-huh. Is that when he feels that we're enjoying the attention too much, that competes. Because mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy like, it. He doesn't as far as like I'm concerned, you to like it. Mm-hmm. He could do his entire show in that voice... <laughs> being viciously cruel to you and I'm I'm all for it. I miss that voice. But we can't like it. You can't look like you like it. Mm-hmm. Right. Although y- you still have to throw some stuff out there. It's it's, it's really Fortunately for you, he's not going to listen to the Burn Barrel podcast, so. You don't think he's got moles everywhere else. This is the <laughs> this is a planet uh Hoth. What's the planet with all the spies that were, that were everywhere in Star Wars? The one with the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tatooine, is that what it is? Aren't they still on Tatooine when that Tatooine? happens? Isn't that, aren't they at the bar on the okay. same planet? Okay. In, um, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. All right. 
So, um, as far as there's some great Biden stuff, man. He is really, he is really Biden has really been fan. He's not been good. Oh, well, what's so, with the hand? First of all, can we talk about that? Biden hand? Yeah. I didn't Have know. you seen that? Oh, he's got a picture? contusion like there. Yeah. Well, no, it looks like he's had like an, an inj- yeah, yeah, an IV or whatever in his hand, and it, this is not like some weird conspiracy theory. This is in photos posted by major news organizations. His hand looks like. I mean, he's been getting injections of something in his hand. Yes, it's called uh, Survive Juice that they give him so that, that he's got a few more Yeah, but I'm under. surprised they're being so obvious with it and they're not saying anything about his health. It's kind of crazy. It, like, even the New York Times wrote a big piece about how he screwed up so many facts and figures yesterday. Did you see that? And then in the replies, it's all angry Democrats complaining that they're ruining everything and how dare they and they've always been white supremacists. Yeah, this was the hill, a photo on the hill. And it's like his hand has this massive wound in it. Like he's, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. But they're going to have to come clean after the election and explain what's wrong with him. I assume he's... I don't know. I don't know if they can run the guy again at this point. Like if he can't get a sentence out. Although they're running Fetterman, so... You know, he can't get a sentence out, and they're sticking with that as as a candidate. So, I <laughs> here's Biden today. And by the way, in your home, you know, the batteries that we have now, and they're getting more and more sophisticated. You know, a lightning storm takes out all the electricity in the house. Guess what? You can plug your car into the house and make it light up. <laughs> you think I'm joking. It's a little simplistic, but literally you can. Literally you can. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, this summer, <laughs> it really is kind of exciting. I, 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 I get a little... Yeah. I actually like, I like that. You think I'm joking? Whoa. It's a little simplistic, but literally you can. Literally you can. <laughs> oh, this summer... Meanwhile, out here in reality, the Eversource CEO is asking Biden to take emergency executive action to do something about the New England natural gas supply this winter because he says he is deeply concerned about the potentially severe impact a winter energy shortfall will have on the people and businesses of the region. So this isn't just prices. This is we literally don't have enough energy to heat all the houses in New England this winter. We have a problem. The head of Eversource is sounding the alarm to President Biden, urgently requesting he use emergency powers to ensure New England residents will have enough fuel to stay warm and avoid blackouts this winter. Yeah, I've heard scaring everybody in, in Connecticut. We don't have enough pipeline infrastructure to get the gas here in pipelines. So we're reliant on the liquid natural gas that comes in boats and it, they're not coming because they normally come from Russia. So we can't have them anymore. I mean, that's where we are. And we're not going to have, there's not enough renewable energy. It's not there. So like has always been the case with all this Green New Deal stuff, it's all like unicorns and fairies and sounds nice. We're going to all be on renewable energy. The renewable stuff doesn't exist. It's not there. It only exists in AOC's mind. I thought the renewable stuff doesn't exist. No? I can't stop hearing it. Stop hearing it. Um, I apologize. 
So yeah, so get ready for the rolling blackouts this winter, honey. That let me tell you something, fun. Alice. If we get rolling blackouts this winter, and, and like, like you said, when there's a real cold snap, right? They get, and that's what they said is that they won't have enough. Energy. Yeah, when it gets really cold, we're screwed. That's what the that's what the CEO of the biggest New England energy company says. We will be cold in this house when that happens. We'll right? just all snuggle up. Yeah, we'll snuggle Pepper's up. Pepper's nice and warm. Can we, <laughs> can we treat her like they did in? Uh, uh, Are you gonna say Empire vacation? Oh no, the tatua, the the snow jumping goat thing that Han Solo wrote, mm-hmm. rode. <sighs> okay, you know what? All that stuff is a distant. Moe's Isley, is that it? Yes, it is. All okay. the stuff is that's a, a, uh, the previous Star Wars I believe is Tauntauns. Yes. yes. Okay. We got them all. It took us a while, but we got. Them. I believe uh, this is. I am more worried about something that. So you're being called. You hear that? You don't. I'm not going. This is, uh, I'm more concerned with this uh, than the, the rolling blackouts from this winter. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC mm-hmm. reporter Joe Yurkaba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Can you imagine being any part of this broadcast, being any one of those anchors, knowing that this is the next segment, and like having to do it because somebody, some wacko activist, uh, editor, or manager, it, it believes this is important and where you should be calibrated to? Can you imagine that? In the in with upcoming uh, rolling blackouts happening, it's like oh man, but here we go. Sure. Yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs. Let me tell you, when I have my M- my MBC gig, now look at Alice's body as she walks by. Her body looks so much better than it does in those pictures. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, check her out. She looks so much better. Um, voter ID laws uh, disproportionately affect trans people more. How about this? How about you shut the frig up? God. God. It disproportionately affects my demographic now. I want a segment. Can you imagine like being the anchor and having to do the segment? Wouldn't you just get up and just like, okay, I'm um, done. So here's my key fob, and I'll see you all later. Ugh. Without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows Volga that Fry, just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are are going to be mo- so wait a second how wait so how are they disproportionately affected they, they they're disenfranchised they can't vote um because they're they don't look like their voter id so like the poll worker thinks that it's not really them hmm. so like if you got your driver's license when you were 16 and a girl and now you're like a bearded dude they might think you're not really that person you know what? Sure. I wanted to give you my phone. You know what? It's you... actually out of batteries, though, so you have to plug it in in my room. Aww. I already want to play with Batson. Okay, well, go plug it in, and then you can. What? He's not in there. He wants to play Tell with... Tell him to Here, go play with you. Tell him to go play with you. mine, Cyril. You want daddy's? 
It's full of batteries. Okay. You say thank you? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you see, it doesn't take much to make a child happy, Alice. Wouldn't kill you to learn. Ah, oh, we can't talk about the complaining trans people with the with the voter IDs. Well, the the thing about it, the the fact that that's the story is so funny because they complained that it was like a civil rights thing, that it was Jim Crow, that it was blocking black people out of the vote, and now that narrative is just so poof mm -hmm. up in smoke because black people are totally able to vote and there's absolutely no problem. They're not waiting in lines. They can vote just like everybody else. And so we've now moved on to the more niche voters that the voter ID laws cause problems for. Next, they're going to say that the voter ID laws disproportionately impact people who like lose their IDs or something because they can't find people who are impacted by voter ID laws because it doesn't stop anyone from voting who's legitimately able to vote. It's just not a thing. So, you know, they're they're becoming more and more desperate because the polls are looking worse and worse. 538 is up to 54% chance that Republicans win now. So and it was, you know, Democrats over 50 like a couple days ago. So things are shifting very rapidly. And one thing I've noticed about elections is that one of the biggest tells to me is that last final momentum direction in the polls. Right. Because like if you think about. Well, when does that happen? I mean, it's. Are we sure? Didn't uh, Kirk said that uh, Fetterman was up in a poll today. There's a bunch of different polls out. I mean, everybody's up in some and down in others. But uh, let me look at specifically at the latest, all the latest ones gathered in one spot on the on the Fetterman race. Uh, let's see. They have they still have Fetterman up in five thirty eight, but they have Walker up currently in Georgia. Yeah. So, but that wasn't the case before. Fetterman used to be up more than. You know, Fetterman was in way better shape and then and sorry, vice versa. The Warnock was up more than Fetterman. You know what I mean? So let's see. The latest polls on this race have Oz plus three, Oz plus one. Um, and then there was one October 26 to 30 that had Fetterman plus three and then Fetterman plus five, Fetterman plus two, Oz plus two. So they're like all over the place. I just... I just don't buy that. I don't think... I mean, I get it that there's a whole bunch of broken brain partisan people that are going to vote for Fetterman no matter what. And I know you said if you if you were a Republican, you'd still be voting for him even though yeah. we can't talk and all that stuff. The people who decide the race are not those people. The people who decide the race are the people who are like, I'm independent, I'm in the middle, I just, you know, I vote for the person, not the party. And for those people, I don't see how they possibly think that Fetterman can be a better senator than Dr. Oz can. Do you? No. And let me tell you another reason why. And this is, you're going to have to work with me in this one. Okay, I'm ready. David Axelrod used to say, you know, 20 years ago or 15, 18, whatever, when he was running uh, Deval Patrick's campaign in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Remember, Deval Patrick was the the starter kit for Barack Obama's campaign. Right. And and still could potentially run, I think. Deval? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he used to get floated, like, all the time. I mean, he's got incredible charisma, and, you know, I, I don't know if he's into it, but... but He's, um, I mean, he's a wacko, but now they're all wacko. So, but 
He's probably less wacko than yeah. a lot of them now. But but um, but I, I I used to talk to this state Democrats who worked on the campaign, and they said it was change you can believe in, you know, be the change, all that stuff was Duvall first. Mm-hmm. And they said the the brilliant the genius of it all was Duvall being a black man. He embodied change. Right. Look, this is change. This is the easiest change you can do. You've got a, a smart, young black man now. Be the change, be the change. And Duvall was fresh, and he was tireless. I saw him speak at a... Not even on purpose. I was just out and doing 5Ks back then, and he would be there in the back of trucks throwing T-shirts around when nobody knew his name, when it was, and his name was odd, like Duvall. What is a Duvall? Anyway, mm-hmm. so anyway, unfortunately, I think that you can also embody other elements. So if you look at Fetterman, he looks like chaos. And he is. He looks like the suffering um, dollar right now. He looks like confused messaging of his party. And he is. I mean, he's been all over the place. He just looks like instability. And he is. And that's it's it's like a yeah. perfect for and the democratic that, brand. Like, and it's not all, being the, able to talk or do anything competently mm-hmm. reminds people of the Biden administration. And it's the same thing if you look in Washington, the Senate race with Patty Murray. Patty Murray looks like a worn out moon bat. Bad hair, funny looking, bangs, white hair. She's not. She just. She just looks like a confused. A homeless lady with a shopping cart. She does. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be sexist. And it looks confused and disheveled, and bad and unclear. Like the progressive politics that mm-hmm. you know visited Washington State and made them hellacious in the last couple of years. Um, you know, like this crazy bug that's in tune with progressive ideas and defund the police and all this stuff. And she looks like the crazy idea of progressivism, the worst of it. And. It, and then you've got Tiffany Smiley is incredibly – she's beautiful. She's young. She's put together. Mm-hmm. She's an alpha. At a time, same with, with – it's like Carrie Caroline, Lake. Or Caroline Levitt, I was going to say. Caroline in, Levitt in, and in Carrie Lake. Yes. At the same time, you want a symmetrical, tough, somebody who looks like it. they make sense. Do you have that Katie Hobbs cut? I do. It's not her? great, but I can play it. I played it earlier. But on my I show. just think in the – in the spirit of her just seeming incompetent and sucky and like not yeah somebody you want to vote for i mean is she katie hobbs and this cut to me you know i'll have it in just a second in this cut to me she's almost conceding the race <laughs> it's, it's, she's it, like you, done running you would never hear a politician speak like this and this is like she's you know facing a tribunal of don lemon and two other uh small brains on cnn <laughs> in the morning coffee clatch which lemon is actually suited for um but so here's them talking to katie hobbs who's been avoiding carrie lake she won't be in the same room with her she runs away why not debate your opponent if you believe your opponent is you know has issues in the spreading conspiracy theories about a stolen election and so mm-hmm. on, and it's not being truthful with the, the people of Arizona, why then not get on the debate stage and, and debate her? You know, not only is Carrie Lake, has she centered her entire platform around this election denialism, 
Um, I didn't want to give her a bigger stage to do that. But additionally, she has shown that she's not interested in having any kind of substantive conversation. Um, she's only interested in creating a spectacle. But and I didn't you, want to. If you were in the same space with her, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't it be easier to knock it down in front of everyone, in front of the most people? Because you're not stopping her from spreading. Yeah whatever you believe that she is spreading by not debating her she can go on television she can talk about it she can go in front of the the people of arizona every single day and talk about it but you're not confronting her on it it seems like it would be an easy fix if you stood up on a debate stage and and confronted her about these issues look we're six days out from the election and our campaign strategy is our campaign strategy so she actually literally shrugged her soldier shoulders yeah, we already decided we're not yeah. just not to make it's too We're late. going with this. <laughs> you know, it's not working and we're going to get creamed. So we're moving forward. I'm continuing to make my case to the voters of Arizona. Uh, whether or not uh, we debated in this race is not going to decide this election. So, um, you know, I just we made the decision, didn't want to be a part of her spectacle. And she's not uh, she she won't answer these tough questions. Um, to to real reporters, she only talks but, to fake. But Secretary, news it's not just her that you won't debate. You also did not debate your Democratic primary opponent, Marco Lopez. Why? And have you ever? I was, I, have you I ever? I was miles ahead of him. <laughs> Isn't I was it miles so ahead embarrassing? And one handily, it's a totally different situation here. Well, you're not supposed to say that. Yeah, I was miles ahead is, of him. But that's what's so funny about it too is because they made that decision that they're not going to debate Carrie Lake at a time when they thought they would win easily because she's just Carrie Lake and she's a stupid political commentator or, or just a you know daytime TV person who's not. She doesn't have any political experience. She's not a good candidate. She's an election denier. She's extreme. She's going to suck. She's going to lose so easily. So they made the decision, we don't have to debate this woman. And they're still framing it that way. Like, we don't want to give her a platform. It's like when, do you remember when that girl... Well, from- but the thing is, the the... the- Positions have changed. Right. But they haven't changed their it's, their messaging about it. Right. Do you remember You're when, not miles ahead of Gary Lake. Do you Lake. remember when that girl from the Young Turks, I think her name's like Anna Kasparian or something, yeah. when she did that like Ben Shapiro event where she debated with Ben Shapiro and all these people were mad at her? They were like, you're giving him a platform. And right. she was like, no, he's bigger than me. He's giving me my platform. Like, what are we saying? This is crazy. It's so ridiculous to do that when she's losing this race. Now- right. Pretty clearly, this is a Carrie Lake is favored to win in pretty much every lineup, like in the actual polls that are coming out, not just what's going to happen on election day. That I think will be better for Republicans than the polls are right now. To continue to spout the same talking points about how you don't want to give her views legitimacy and you're not going to give it the time of day to debate Carrie Lake. You sound like an insane person mm-hmm. because you're just, and that's it's so transparently a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. 
wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Like, dumb. It's so just stupid that it makes people not want to vote for you because you're not even, like, reacting to the reality that we're all in. Like, she's beating you now. You, you're not going to debate her? And to continue to repeat the same talking points? Like, are you a robot or an alien or something? Well, it, it also shows a dis- disrespect for the electorate. Is that, no, we were comfortably ahead. We don't deserve to let the people see us in the arena. I mean, the people don't deserve to see us in the arena. So we're not going to do it. And... People see that and they say, "Wait, wait a second! You don't think we deserve to see you in the arena? In the arena, doing your best intellectual exercise on your toes mm-hmm. in that second? We're we're not deserving of that, voters. Right. Not deserving of that. Meanwhile, the other lady saying, "I'll debate her anytime, anywhere, et cetera, et cetera," and still is saying it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure she would, and I'm sure she would clean up because she's so quick on her feet and smart and articulate Carrie Lake is that she would wipe the floor with Katie Hobbs totally it's remarkable we're gonna stick to our plan okay (laughs) yeah but the situation has changed (laughs) I mean (sighs) yeah the current course you have the current flight plan you have puts you into uh, Mount Etna so maybe you should change nope we're gonna stick to it We've worked on this. All right. What else you got? Uh, so the White House had a run-in with the new Twitter today also. Did you see this? Oh, no. Is this a Obama thing? No. This is the current White House. So they tweeted out today mm-hmm. and said, seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, what are increases in your Social Security? Those are COLA increases, I would say. Right. And what are they based on? Inflationary numbers. <laughs> yes. So-, so everybody's getting 10 grand more because the dollar, your check is worth 10 grand less. Right. Exactly. So so they're claiming credit for, for that. <laughs> and what was the Twitter aspect of it? So the Twitter aspect is that Twitter slapped a... Uh, context warning label on it oh that's beautiful oh that's beautiful (laughs) readers added context that they thought people might want to know seniors will receive a large social security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment which is based on the inflation rate president nixon in 1972 signed into law automatic benefit adjustments tied to the consumer price index (laughs) with a link to the social security um, administration website and the white house took the tweet down i heard i heard you know um there was, if you listen to John Podhoritz, he worked with, on the George H.W. Bush administration as a speechwriter, you mm-hmm. know, of, of commentary, John Podhoritz. Yeah. And he talked about, um, during the Bush campaign, having no good days. <laughs> Every day was a loss some, for something in the media, fair or not. And that's like leading up to the, the election. It's like they spent their good days a month ago. Yeah. They did their like post Dobbs decision thing. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to get some momentum on this affirmative action decision that the court is hearing right now and asking questions about and all this stuff. They're trying to like make this into a thing. But the truth is that affirmative action is really unpopular. 
Mm-hmm. People don't like affirmative action. People don't like the idea that you're weighting the college students based on race and rating all the Asian students with bad personality scores because you don't want as many of them to get into Harvard. People hate these these admission standards. And yes, do colleges still find ways to get around it of by, you know, they'll take like anybody who's in the top percent of their high school class, regardless of which high school it is. And that helps them like balance out races the way they want to a bit and stuff like that. And they do a lot more kind of fuzzy factors like they don't rely on test scores and as much and things like that. This is how they're trying to get around these racial admission bans. Um I think it's California, actually, surprisingly, that has one because I think the voters voted in an affirmative ban on racial quotas. But um, but yeah, so the Supreme Court's hearing this case and they're like trying to gin up some kind of excitement about this, that the Supreme Court is like radical for trying to get rid of affirmative action, which they're probably going to do because it's really, really egregious what these colleges are doing. And there's not like a reason for it anymore. Obviously, the liberal justices are freaking morons, but whatever. What are, what are you going to do about it? But did you hear what um, Whoopi said about Clarence Thomas? Yeah. On The View yeah, about I thought, it? I thought it was disgusting, um, but... I... She's a horrific person. Here we go. I've heard the word uh, diversity quite a few times, and I don't have a clue what it means. That's Clarence Thomas. Uh, it seems to mean everything for everyone. Actually, no, that's not what it means, sir. Can you imagine the tiny size brain that she has? <laughs> She's going to condescend to him, who's a serious person. You no, know, being inclusive means that when you look around that court, you're seeing women who may not have had the ability to go to law school had affirmative action not been there to make sure that women... Already, where is the problem? <laughs> the women wouldn't have been able to get in. They were too dumb to get in without affirmative action. Women who may not have Goldberg. had the ability... <laughs> were allowed in the school you are sitting on a court where and i know you don't like to admit this but you might have gotten some help because you would not have been allowed in the college of your choice had it not been for affirmative action it is not saying this is all you have to do it is saying you have to include this as what you do and you also ought to mention that the people who have benefited most from affirmative action have been women who are white because I don't know where we are anymore now. There's so much <laughs> it's happening. It's such an it, insane thing to say, too, because now more women go to law school than men do and college. But law school, especially if we're going to talk about that, it's there should be an affirmative action program for men at this point in law school. But, you know, whatever. She's an idiot. She has no idea what she's talking about. So for her to say about Clarence Thomas, who's a brilliant, brilliant guy. That he wouldn't have got where he is without affirmative action is so disgusting. <laughs> like, I what a nuts thing to say. It used to be that, like, that was taboo for people on the right to say, right? That somebody only got where they were because of affirmative action. Do you remember those days? Not that long ago? Say again? Not that long ago, it was taboo to tell people of color that they only got where they were because of affirmative action. Yes, you're not allowed to say that. That's there was right. a big scandal about it when I was at Tufts because, um, Somebody like wrote something in one of the school papers 
um, that was a comedic piece designed to imply that the students of color who were there had not done as much to deserve to be there. Um, but yeah, I, I, but also like at that time too, it was also openly talked about. I mean, I remember talking to one kid who was, um, I don't know even exactly what he was, if he was like kind of black or what, but he said it openly that he was like, yeah, I like had a drug thing in my past that I got in trouble for having drugs and all this stuff and like my SAT scores weren't that great but like I got in because you know like diversity scoring like so people would say stuff like that yeah but to point at specific people it doesn't exactly work that way either to point at specific people and say you wouldn't have gotten where you are if it weren't for affirmative action it's more like a statistical thing that happens but the fact that it's now apparently acceptable, that stuff has always been pretty questionable, but the fact that it's now acceptable for people on the left, like Whoopi Goldberg, to start pointing fingers at people and saying, like, you only got where you are because of affirmative action. It's in- pretty incredible, especially with for someone with, like, twice her IQ. Agreed. Agreed, else. not going to challenge you on that. Why are you acting like that? Like what? Why are you acting like you're not going to challenge me on that? I'm not. Like, okay. Is it time for us to jump to the burn barrel? Let's or try did it. You it's been a, such an exciting chat, day for you. Or is there anything else that you need to get to right now? What else did I want to talk about? I don't think so. Um, let's see. All right. I'll be in Connecticut this weekend. If anybody's down in Connecticut, uh, me, my uh, Sunday through Wednesday, I think. That's right, right? That's right. Um, and uh, me, three of the kids, and one brother and one dog will be all down there. So maybe we'll see you down there. Could be fun. Alice is selfishly taking a plane to California. Yep, taking a plane, a, a flight alone. By With the way. my kid, right? To take him for his allergy treatments in California. Oh, he's, are you going JetBlue? No, you're going your crappy airlines. Yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Where are the connections, and what time are they? Uh, St. Louis again, both ways. Okay, and what time um, do you land in St. Louis? Um, let me pull it up for you. I'll find. What time that. of night do you leave? <laughs> the flight leaves at seven in the morning, Monday morning. Okay, St. Louis. To, from Boston to St. Louis. Okay. And, and then, what are you getting there? Um, About 8 p.m. Pacific time? <laughs> no. Um, let's see. Oh, I can't find it now. And once again, this is an I, airline. With, I think I'm going to be. an airline without a movie screen in front of you. Yes, that's accurate. There's no So movie you can read the screen. in-flight magazine and order monogrammed golf balls. How no, horrific. I can read a book. How horrific. Reading books is great. Oh, so I have to tell you, I was listening um, because everybody's now told me that I have to. So I've been bullied into, I have begun my journey of listening to the beginning of the Kirk Minahan show. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I disagree with Kirk's take about prison. I think prison sounds really great and relaxing, actually. Alice, this... <laughs> I have to travel three and a half years back to know what you're talking about. Um, so he had uh, Blind Mike's friend call oh, yeah. who had been to prison yes. and heard about prison right. and he didn't like the sound of prison. 
Okay. But I'm saying it sounds actually kind of relaxing. People, it gets good Yelp reviews. <laughs> so. Okay, ready for the chat chat? Sure. All right. Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. Uh, I wanted to leave some answers to some unanswered questions from today's podcast. Oh, good. The, the first question would be, who's the good guy from The Terminator? That would be the actor Michael Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very That's handsome right. guy. That's right. That's who, yes. That's who the guy looked like Please from say you're the handsome guy from Karate Steve. Oh, that would be great to know, but I don't think so. Who was also in The Abyss right. and Aliens and very, very good actor. Yes, he was in Aliens. He was. He's overshadowed because he plays as a straight guy in that. Was in the straight man in comedy, right? And Bill Paxton, or is Bill Pullman Paxton? Um, really stole the show. I mean, he should have gotten an Oscar for that. Um, the answer to the question, "Who's Maris's husband?" is who gives a sh. <laughs> God. The answer to the question, "Do I know what Maris's husband looks like?" <laughs> is who gives a crap. Tom, you're getting into this rut where you just minutes and minutes of uninterested stuff. I tried Please, to tell stop. him, Alice, Steve. Help. I tried to tell him, This is real-life stuff. I need to know. I tried to tell him, Steve. I need to know. He seemed very familiar with me, and I'm shocked. I don't know who he was, but he was really uh, handsome. And so, like, I, should, I would have remembered, right? Or who is it then? I don't know. Who are it's you, sir? <laughs> God. What's that... The Facebook. You can no. look through. There is a Facebook group for the karate parents. You no. can look is through the face- people that. Are what about in those? It? Is those is this, is the Craigslist like chance encounters still exist? <laughs> and the other thing is, whenever the subject of a handsome man comes up, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're Nathan Lane. He was a brown-eyed <laughs> handsome man who approached me at karate. <laughs> I would have talked to him, but I was too busy. <laughs> Oh, that stop this behavior. Thank you. <laughs> I happen to like Nathan Lane. What the hell that man? Tons of guy. Catherine Hepburn here. I was just calling in to say that I, I, I understand where Alice was coming from when she threw it at Tom's big fat skull. I was in a similar position when, and I was at a, a celebrity party and I saw Dom DeLuise and I thought he was having a grab at it, but I took off my shoe and threw it at it. Hit Dom DeLuise. You probably don't know who he, who he is. So, uh, do you know who uh, Spencer Tracy is? That sounds familiar. That's who Catherine Hepburn was having an affair with. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn from Old Saybrook. Can I wow. kick it? That's right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Trish points out in the chat, uh, and this is what I was thinking of when I was saying some of the Supreme Court justices are morons, is um, Sotomayor was confusing. Um, A jure or something. De jure. Yeah. Well, because one means she was asking if there's discrimination De jure and discrimination, which means that it's like written into the law, the discrimination and de facto discrimination means it just happens that like more Asian students get into the yeah, college. One of Tucker's lawyers uh, <laughs> sniffed this out. Hey, Tom, Phil in Attleboro. Hey, Phil. Hi, Phil. Uh, a couple of days late on this, but uh, Julie and I were in Nashville for a long weekend. Ooh, and uh, what a, what a great fun. city. A lot to do. Very exciting. Great nightlife. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance to. To get there, I would certainly recommend it. I was there before it was cool, remember, Alice? I had to work at the Opryland Hotel. I heard that. I was so timid and 
You know what's funny? Our job, the what I applied for, there was all sorts of people. It, it's like Disney World. So there were girls mm-hmm. who worked for the Jack Daniels uh, um, store there who all wore cute blue miniskirts, Southern Belle girls who were gorgeous. And then there were some horticulturalists, and then there were this, like this and that. And then there was my guys who were like set up for table rollers, grunts, like Neanderthals. And I remember one time uh, during orientation, they said, okay, so just so you know, we're going to do step two of orientation is tomorrow. But for tomorrow, you can't have any facial hair. If you have any facial hair, you're going to be, because it was a beautiful hotel. They mm-hmm. said, you're, we're going to send you home, and you're not going to be employed with the, with the Opryland Hotel. And like four out of ten dudes came the next day with facial hair and were dismissed. Man. Speaking of which, you're doing No Shave November, right? I think so. I got to text my boss and ask her. So it's day two already of No Shave November. It is. It is. It's not not a good look, but we'll see. But what I'm calling about is we got home and we, Sunday night, we put on the, the Burn Barrel podcast. And what a pleasant surprise. We saw we saw that Alice was wearing a, an ersatz St. Pauli girl oh, yeah. outfit, oh, and yeah. it was phenomenal. I, Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I, I can't Thank speak you. for Julie, but I know I really thought it was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. So Saint I just Pauli wanted to know. Back for a day for Halloween, not just one day. She's coming back again. No, she came back for a no. day. She made a She's one day appearance more. in the Shattuck household. She's gone again. Patreon people deserve this. <laughs> with a couple of the hol- other holidays coming up. I was wondering if you could give me a heads up on when. She'll be wearing the uh, the flimsy squaw outfit for Thanksgiving, Ooh. and the slutty elf outfit uh, <laughs> in honor of uh, Christmas coming up. So if you can uh, just let me know, give me a day or two heads up. I sure would appreciate it. Phil, thanks even- a lot, and we'll talk to you soon. Phil, God bless you. <laughs> you have my guarantee. I would. Kid- I no. You know what? Lock. <laughs> it is a lock. Okay. There will be a slutty squaw outfit. <laughs> And there will be... In- Morgan wants to know why you have to text your boss to grow a beard. <laughs> no, I have to text her. Let me... Where's my... Oh, my son has my phone, so forget it. Uh, no, to, <laughs> I don't. The, I was going to text her to see if we're doing No Shave November. They said two months ago, they said, will everybody do it if we do it? And I said, yes. And, uh, oh, no, you shut up. That's the pretend lady who... Did, it didn't really happen. Didn't really happen. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Uh, playing a little catch up here, but I'd like to start by thanking Alice for her well versed defense of Christianity. Here we go. On the Minahan show. You just did a great job there. But then I'd like to flip it a little bit and chastise you, Tom, for letting your what? wife be subjected to a bunch of callers whose uh, mental development clearly is <laughs> puberty. It, it, it comes with the, uh, with the territory. That's what happens. And I don't know if you listen to today's show, but, you know. I, well, thought, I guess you well, did I haven't even you heard through I haven't this even, episode. But I haven't heard the callers. It, uh, I didn't hear I, the callers thought, on today's yet either. I thought that the, the callers that Alice got oh, in there were fairly tame, considering what they could have been. Yeah, it wasn't. It's There's no dump button in there, so yeah, I have no problem with it whatsoever. They so have to wait for the callers to hang up. What do you mean? No, they no can dump. dump no, a dump button. Oh. In other words, it dumps the last seven seconds. Oh, 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 oh. So, gotcha. Yeah. Questions about masturbation in the office and mm-hmm. micro penises. Oh yeah, on, I don't Carl, think don't I, the micro penises be- even came up really. Yeah, no, but Alice has laughed about that before. <laughs> you know, I mean, she she can't imagine what would be like. To have that around in her life, Alice? Why are you ta- saying that? 
be pushed around like that. At least ask her if it bothered her. I don't know. Doesn't bother her. She has heard all that stuff before. I've heard she, everything. I grew me. up with the internet, so I've heard and seen everything that exists in the world before. I grew up in that like weird interim time period where I was like thirteen and had the internet, but parents didn't realize yet. Right. what was out there on the internet or that you like had to lock things down or put protective things on there. So I literally like have there. She has a spoiled mind already. Yeah. I'm She's destroyed. destroyed. My brain is broken already. So I can't like be nothing can. I didn't me even point. get to have callers when I was on. I know they, didn't, they didn't let you off. You think callers. they'd have something to say to me now if I was on now <laughs> about both me and you. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate what you've been doing. Been a listener since day one. Thank you. Um, wear my burn barrel t-shirt proudly. So just, uh, again, thanks to Alice and come on, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. Uh, Alice Shattuck, I think would do it again in, uh, in any, in a second. I said that on Menners' show. I said, you know, I, I, I gotta listen to back. that again. So. Okay. Laughed. We've cried. Some of us even got nauseous. Congratulations, uh, Burn Barrel, on not foreclosing. You know what that means? I'm not sure what that means. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry I'm tuckered. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And, um, yeah, appreciate you joining us for these. One more live stream this week. Um, you can join the live streams at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. She talked extra. Prime. I, I may have to take a little, I may have to take a little, uh, a little, uh, responsibility for some of the, some of this, uh, <laughs> stuff in particular because I, uh, you know, I was leading her obviously, Rick. I didn't, you know, she just called in. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.